Hello. Welcome back to Pagan Preaching. I hope this works okay. I um, got myself a microphone to record with, so hopefully my audio won't suck so bad. Um, welcome back to Pagan Preaching. This is Ethna Aeon coming to you once again late recording on the Sunday that this is supposed to come out, so thank you for bearing with me. Uh, how are you? Have you checked in with yourself recently? Have you taken the time to make sure that you're hydrated, that you've eaten something nutritious and delicious? Have you moved your body? When was the last time that you did something for yourself that was just truly nice for the sake of being nice to yourself? I don't know. Things to consider because everything is bad and I worry about you all and myself. Um, welcome. It's Pagan Preaching. Today we're talking about Kernunos. Uh, again, almost entirely out of my comfort zone. Uh, this isn't a deity that I have a lot of experience with outside of, um, the Wiccan version of Kernunos that I think a lot of pagans are more familiar with. So we're just gonna get into it. This was requested, this deity specifically was requested for me to go over by my very good friend Don. Hi, Don. Um, Don started his kind of pagan path, I think, a year ago or around a year ago. And he has made leaps and bounds of progress recently. I'm so proud of Don and Don's wife, Viv who is the best, from what I understand, has been so supportive, so open, and so caring. I've just, I'm so glad to have their feedback on the show. So thank you so much, Viv and Dawn. We have Dawn's testimonial that he sent to me, and we're just gonna go ahead and get right into the content of today's show with this testimonial. So Don says, I've always been a fairly spiritual person, but after a dream where Kernunos told me that the god and goddess were where my home was, I knew my calling was to be a witch. I had never learned magic, spells, had any knowledge on paganism, being a Wiccan, or anything. I did so much research the next day, but again, I dreamed of this mighty and humble horned god, and he tried to ease my mind. He told me not to worry that I had been praying to him and learning magic before I knew his name. That when I walked through the woods barefoot and ran my hand across the trees, I felt him and he heard me. When I sat under the canopy of dying leaves in the fall and just listened to the woods and my breathing, that I called to him and he answered. He blessed my life for so long and I hadn't had a name, but he reassured me that I was with him still. He said I was magic and now after time he has a place at my altar. I learned, and what I want others to know, is that if you feel a calling but don't know where to start, don't worry. If you are just starting out and don't have proper tools or equipment for your space, like candles, herbs, a wand, etc., do not fret because you are magic and you have a place. Blessed be. Wow. Thanks, Dawn. I really, I had a very similar uh, coming to terms with my gods as well. Is this just something so powerful about solitude and especially 
being in nature and the wilderness like we talked about last week is such a centering experience and any any place you can be in where there's nothing really happening except you and your own thoughts is going to bring you closer to your gods and it's going to open up that line of communication between you and the divine so absolutely i totally agree um it was it was weird to me to kind of conquer or try to conquer having two deities that are so closely related one right after the other in my show in in my research i found that kernunos is often associated with pan um which i think makes a lot of sense you know they're both associated with the wilderness and wild things they both have horns uh really associated with animals so i was like wow how am i gonna spin this and i did quite a bit of research just on what was available to me um and it turns out like many of the old gods we just really don't know a lot about kernunos uh we have artifacts that have depicted him we have uh, Wiccan interpretations of Kernunos as the horned god. Um, but how how was Kernunos seen before Wicca? You know, like, we just, we don't know. That's another part of our history that has been taken from us. So I read this really awesome article on the Pagans and Witches Amino app that tackled this idea of Kernunos and our understanding of him and compared that to artifacts uh, that depicted Kernunos and like, okay, what, what can we gather from the symbolism here? And I, the conclusion of the article from what I understand was that we're pretty close to what um, the Celts and the Gauls originally perceived Kernunos as, but we're missing and the mainstream understanding of this, we're missing a really key element to who Kernunos is, and that is this association with liminality. So there's reason to believe that Kernunos was associated not just with the wilderness and the forest and the hunt, but also associated with um, wealth and material goods, and maybe even the underworld and death, which I think makes a lot of sense. Kernunos is one like the Morrigan who comes off as kind of spooky, like this solitary figure that lives alone in the woods. He has horns, so that that makes him look not like us. And you know what does that mean? If he is not like us, but he is a deity, he lives alone and he can commune with these animals like the bull and the serpent and the rat that in some cultures have pretty negative connotations. And yet he is also associated often with uh, like gold, like his torque that he holds. So that's um, jewelry and grain and those kind of earthly measures of wealth. So how do we tackle that and how do we reconcile that? And I think what I have 
concluded is that we don't. We take Kernunos for who he is. And that is what little we know of him. And especially honoring and cherishing his own kind of contradictions within himself. Because that's, I think, really the point is that liminality. The space between space. The understanding of Kernunos as a representation of very earthly and maybe even mundane things juxtaposed with uh, more spiritual things like death and dying and finding one's way when lost. So I'm always thinking when I do this, what's the lesson? What's the big takeaway from this deity and I didn't want to say it's just Kirnunos is the lord of the wilds um, because that makes it really close to Pan and I, I believe that each of these deities has their own lesson. Kirnunos was a little more tricky for me but what I have come to understand is that the lesson of Kirnunos is, okay, what can we take from solitude? So he's often depicted as the only human-like entity when he is depicted at all. He is known to roam the woods. He is portrayed as this really quiet, uh, stoic kind of entity. I think that's something that we lose sight of is how important and valuable quiet moments alone with ourselves can be. So we learned last week there is value in being wild and like wild in every sense of the world and word, excuse me, and play and having a fun time and and breaking free from what is expected of us. But what I'm getting at really here is the importance of being alone in a literal wilderness. Okay, what can we learn from existing by ourselves and confronting the things that scare us? What does it feel like to be in that liminal space between the hunted and the hunter? So we're going to go ahead and get into our first prayer of the day, which is from a book called A Book of Pagan Prayer. It's actually a collection of a bunch of little prayers to Kernunos, but I, I wanted to compile them because it felt like it made a little more sense that way. So the first prayer goes, Lord Kernunos, opener of the door, guide to the ways between gatekeeper of the gods Open for me the pathway that all I wish might be accomplished. Kernunos, Lord, sitter in the doorway, God of equilibrium, terrible, merciful, you who hold the opposites apart, you who in whom all opposites unite, my prayer goes to you to open the passage, to clear the threshold, to make the way clear. Be with me, Kernunos, whether I am moving or standing still, whether at home or abroad, 
whether at work or at rest. Be my strength and my counselor, providing both the judgment to choose the right path and the courage to walk it boldly. So I think that that's really getting to what I am stumbling over my words to say is that Kernunos um, is such a, is an entity that is so much more complicated than I think we give him credit for. And he is, he is someone who can exist um, in a way that he exemplifies things that scare us and the importance of the confrontation of what scares us. So the forest itself is a very liminal space. There's lots of little nooks and crannies for things to hide. We know it's in the physical world, but it feels so much more spiritual than anything we understand. And that, and that weird, squishy place where you can almost forget that there is another existence outside. That's where Kernunos lives. And that's where you are going to have the most powerful bond with him, similar to my friend Dawn. So you go to the woods and it's not an approach like Pan where you go out there to yell and be free and silly and enjoy and play, but you go in this kind of sober understanding that you don't know anything. You understand that you don't understand. And that's the the place where not only you are going to learn the most truths about yourself and the world around you, but that's the place where magic grows. For my fellow pagans that practice magic, that liminal space between life and death and the known and the unknown and the human and the gods is where we can we can tap into the the essence of magic and we can almost just pull it out of that space because there's nothing restricting us in this world or the next or anything else everything's just kind of squishy Zhizhi, there's no rules. We're not held back by anything. That is the message of Kernunos that I want to drive home. While I appreciate that he is so associated with animals and hunting and masculinity, and those are all things that are really important, I think those all culminate together in his emphasis on Finding what scares you or finding what is uncertain to you and just grabbing it by the horns because you're going to learn something that way. I just heard a quote. God, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of needing to do exact... To tell you the truth, I think it was from Criminal Minds, but it's needing to do the the things that scare you and the things that you don't know that you'll be able to do and what a what a powerful and i think underestimated message of kernunos is this guy that exists entirely out of any realm that i think we understand and is so easily accessed but we don't access because we don't understand the world in which he lives and that's exactly 
where we need to be. And that's where we will thrive as children of the gods is facing those things that scare us out on, especially those of us that understand ourselves and our identity as witches. We exist and we are the most powerful and the most awesome and the most literal sense of the word when we walk right into that liminal space of the known and the unknown and the dead and the alive and the beautiful and the ugly and we take control of it. And Kernunos gives us that power. He lets us know that we have always had that power. It's at our fingertips. We just need to be brave enough and bold enough to experience it. So let's hear our second prayer. I call to Kernunos of ancient bearing, enthroned in the splendor of moss and stone. All creatures of earth and air lay at your feet, taking comfort and shelter in your presence. Kernunos of Gaul, Kernunos of the scattered tribes, O God of field and forest, broad-antlered one, bearer of the shining torque, hidden by the years, shadowed by leaf and branch, friend of the stag and doe, grantor of good, for a full purse and a full belly, we thank you. Kernunos, lord of the wild wood, vigor and vitality, you gift to man and beast, for all your blessings, all your works, we honor you. I asked you last time, how often you go and you just get lost. And that you're going to learn things from doing that and being lost. And that I think applies here too. But really, how often do you choose to get lost? Not let yourself get lost accidentally, but really go out. And say, I'm going to lose myself. And when I come out on the other end, I am going to have a better understanding of myself and my gods and my place. You know, I say, I think at least once an episode, but it's, it's about learning. And Kernunos' message is the importance of, this is so cliche, but putting down our phones and, and putting down our expectations of ourselves and putting down this notion of humanity as some sort of shining city on a hill when in reality we just exist on this planet in what could even be an accident. And it's just so rare that we're here and it is similar to Pan and that, you know, we are spitting in the face of maybe our nature by accepting rules that are given to us, but by accepting those rules and standards and expectations that are given to us, we are not only spitting directly in the face of everything that Kernuno stands for, but we're spitting in the face of everything that we could potentially accomplish as witches and just as pagans who understand the world. If you want to have that direct line of communication with the gods, you have to go to where the gods live or where you can access them the most easily. And I, I promise you that is somewhere without people, without evidence of mankind's existence, because they have been here before us. They will be here long after us. 
And if we follow Kernunos's message of this importance of solitude, the value of rejection, purposeful rejection, purposeful isolation, we can see his gifts, honor him, appreciate what he has done for us, and we can take control of the, the gifts that we have given ourselves or the gifts that we have maybe made for ourselves. I'm looking especially at those of us that consider ourselves witches. It's not about um, play and that release, which is just as important, but it's about discipline in this case. is going into a place physically, mentally, or emotionally that is uncertain to you, that maybe you feel afraid of, and experiencing that despite that fear and despite that uncertainty, and knowing that when you get to the other side of that kind of trial of self and by self, you are going to be so much more powerful and capable and knowledgeable than you were previously, and that's the point. We are pagans. We make this for ourselves. We make our power for ourselves. We make our communication with our gods for ourselves because there is nobody that is going to do it for us. That is a blessing and a curse. We we don't get to be spoon-fed ideology and understanding of the world. We don't get to necessarily passively have religion wash over us like I am I'm trying to help you out here but when it comes to the heavy lifting and honoring your gods experiencing your gods making the most out of the short time that we're alive it's on you and you know that I know you know that and I know that you appreciate that and you find so much power in that and I'm I'm telling you now if you want to boost that power and you want to feel so confident in your ability to get shit done and make yourself a better pagan and be a better human on this earth and a better just spirit that exists despite the odds. You need to try to just be on your own and explore everything. Maybe that's the other element that I'm missing here of Kernunos is the importance of exploration for exploration's sake, not to find anything, not to take anything, not to be a colonizer, but to explore and experience. Take only what you need, what is given to you in the form of learning. And then you can apply that learning to your next interaction with your gods or just your next interaction with people or with yourself when you're meditating And there is just so much to be gained from that purposeful rejection, that purposeful isolation. And I hope that any of what I've said has made sense. I'm I'm struggling so hard to to wrap my head around such a broad concept. Um, I hope I did an okay job. I hope you understand the core of what I'm getting at here is just to 
be by yourself or in many ways just be, just exist. And that being and that existence is going to get you to where you need to go. So one last prayer today. This one is on uh, learnreligions.com. God of the green, Lord of the forest, I offer you my sacrifice. I ask you for your blessing. You are the man in the trees, the green man of the woods, who brings life to the dawning spring. You are the deer in rut, mighty horned one, who roams the autumn woods, the hunter circling around the oak, the antlers of the wild stag, and the lifeblood that spills upon the ground each season. God of the green, Lord of the forest, I offer you my sacrifice. I ask you for your blessing. Wow. Just have a great week. I hope I see you uh, more timely next week. Um, real quick, the card of the day today is the hermit. I don't know if you saw that coming. Um, that willful isolation, leaving everything you know behind in search of what you don't know. Uh, that is what I want you to carry into this next week going forward. And hopefully there is a lesson there that you can learn for the rest of your life. So thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Pagan Preaching, on Facebook, Pagan Preaching. If you would like to support me and what I'm doing on the show, you can always purchase a tarot reading from me at Ethne Aeon Tarot, or just if you want to make a one-time donation to Ethne hyphen Aeon on Venmo. And as always, if nothing else, you can reach me through email. Please, please, please keep sending in your requests and your testimonials. That email address is ethne period ean at yahoo.com. Thank you guys. Blessed be. Get out there and get lost. <laughs>